Kit McCarty here, welcoming you to Now I See, a podcast where people of vision share their eye-opening experiences that helped them shift focus, gain perspective, and see themselves and their world in a whole new way. We invite you to pull up a chair to the conversational table, pour yourself a drink, and enjoy our show. We're hoping our time together will encourage, elevate, and engage you toward your own eye-opening moments. Today's guest is Jim Wilson, owner of Headset Radio. Welcome, Jim. Hey, neighbor. Uh, Jim is the genius behind the voice you hear on Now I See. Literally, none of this would be possible without the creative talents of the production team that edits, uh, produces, and publishes the podcasts and blogs, created the logo and the website, launched the email newsletter, the Twitter and Facebook pages and group, and keeps all the technical plates spinning while I get to do the fun part of hanging out with my friends, speaking and writing. Jim says it's fun, and I'm glad he thinks so, because there's no way I could do this on my own. In fact, since its inception six months ago, Headset has taken on at least five more regular clients who are now enjoying the same energy, passion, creativity, and wise business counsel as now I see. Jim, I see you as curious, a creative problem solver, a strong team player, a total nerd when it comes to all things technical, for which I am eternally grateful, and a tireless worker. But maybe that's just because your work is your play. We should all be so lucky. How do you see yourself? Did you just call me a nerd? Okay. I did. I did. Okay. Do you that's... deny it? No, I do not deny okay. it. I'm <laughs> making sure you accept the fact that <laughs> I accept the fact that I'm a nerd. But, uh... <laughs> that's one thing I love about you. Yep. But uh, I see myself close to about the same. Um, I, I, I have a different point of view in the world than most other people. So... It's kind of nice to see, like, to be able to look in on yourself and see how the rest of the world revolves, not around you, but it revolves by itself. So you got to learn how to work with that. And that gives you a better, not creative mind, but more of a technical idea. Like, you understand how it works. And so that's how I see it. I understand how it works, like, on the technical side. And so that's how I see myself as a technical person. How did that come to be? Have you always been fascinated with gadgets or is that something that you're just curious about um, and you and you taught yourself? How, how did that happen? I have a long list of things I've broken. <laughs> a very long list, long list of things I've broken. And On purpose? Yes. Some people do. I mean, some people do just to see how they work. And some people uh, break things and go, whoops, and, and hurry up and fix that before they get caught. Just wondering I, which one is you. I grew up and uh, when I grew up, I didn't have all the things, you know, most people would have and stuff. And the stuff I did have was not the greatest quality of stuff. So they would break and I would have to learn either to fix them or replace them with better quality something. And fixing them was an easier option. And so I learned how to fix things. And when they broke, I could take them apart and be like, oh, hey, this is how this works. And this could work together with this and this and that and this. And eventually it went down to tinkering with, you know, small toys to computer parts to operating systems to the technical side of everything to servers and... <laughs> Just there's a long list of things I've tinkered with, broken and fixed. Well, and I love that technical. 
I love that about you because it shows how curious you are. I mean, um, and, and you're a creative problem solver. You can't really fix things if you don't understand, A, how they work and B, why they work. You know, what, what's the intent? And so I love that you've become a student of that and you've become quite good at it. So um, who first recognized that in you or was that something that you discovered in yourself? Uh, I discovered that myself over time uh, when I was when I was about what, 14, 15 ish. I realized that at I I I broke a lot of my own you know devices and stuff, and I was able to fix them all. And over time, and I realized that okay, so this is the fun bit. One of my teachers in high school realized that I was fixing stuff, you know, on the side, doing stuff in the background, and just fixing all the computer problems that were you know having issues with the school. And he pointed out to like, hey, you, why do you keep doing these things? It's not your job. And I'm like. And I looked at him, I was like, hey, it's, I'm bored. <laughs> and so he's like, well, I have some other stuff if you want to fix it. And he was my, uh, he was my computer science teacher. I, I took that class. Yes, I took that class in high school. And he was my AutoCAD, like, so my computer science and AutoCAD teacher, uh, same person. And he was like, so you, you're fixing this stuff that's broken and you realize it's broken and you realize that no one else is going to fix it but for you because you're the only one who, has the interest to fix it. I was like, that makes sense. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Okay. (laughs) And I just kind of went down that path a little bit and, uh, he helped me figure out a a few other things with myself, uh, about who I wanted to be later. And so I, I got, I got the, the bug to keep tinkering with things. Well, you've always hovered close to the tech industry. You've worked for uh, places like Google, and you've worked in computer service. So how were some of those um, jobs related to your passion, which is uh, technical things and problem solving? So uh, I started off working in customer support, and customer support is all problem solving Mm -hmm. over the phone without something in front of you. So you have to be able to visualize what you're doing and how it works. And then you have to explain it to someone who's not technical. So that's the key. You have to explain the technical stuff to someone who's not technical. And so you have to be able to break it down from the super complex idea to very simple, click the button. And when you can break it down to that, then you have a full understanding. It's like when you teach somebody something you know, but they don't know. And you teach it to them so you have a better understanding of how you taught it to them. And then you have a better understanding of the concept yourself. And so I think that's what kind of kicked off the entire rest of it to where, oh, hey, we could do all these cool things. It's just you got to break it down to everyone else's point of view. And so you got to go from, you know, I can say server, but I can be like, oh, it's someone else's computer you're working on. And it makes more sense. And that's kind of what it is. Well, I'm glad that you got to be really good at it because I'm not technical at all. And the fact that you can take something so complex and make it even doable for me is so appreciated. And I know I'm not alone in this. And so I am glad that you have found a niche for yourself where you're able to uh, apply the trade that you love and and make it useful for so many people like me. Right. I, I love doing this kind of stuff because it's, it's fun because I get to do stuff and teach people things and it, it's What's the word I want to use for it? It's um, not delightful, but it's, what's the word? Um, delightful is a good word. Yeah. Fulfilling. Mm-hmm. It's fulfilling because I'm teaching someone else something and they're learning something. And 
every other client I've worked with, I've taught them something new and they like they're like, "Oh, this is awesome." I'm like, "Yeah." And they're like, "I never would have thought of doing this." And I'm like, "Well, that's the point is, you know, you you see you you get taught a little trick here and there and then you work on that and then you work on some more and you figure out little little tricks of the trade for yourself and it's like, "Yes." Well, that's one of the things that I've really enjoyed in my partnership with you is that you've recognized problems with uh, our reach as a podcast or uh, ways to improve our visibility. And you've done the homework. You've done the research. Many times I've talked to you and uh, you're bubbling over with ideas of uh, ways that you can improve things. And um, even when you're off the clock, you're still on the clock, <laughs> which, which is, is, speaks so well to your work ethic because you really do love what you're doing. Yeah, that's a that's a a blessing and a curse sometimes because I'll, I'll be sitting there and I will just do nothing. Like I'll be I'll, I'll, I'll be sitting there watching a movie and I'll be sitting there thinking about work and that's the it's a curse sometimes. But the other th- times it's really cool because you know I'll be sitting there and going I have an idea and I'll start working on the idea and then I'll have a a really fleshed out idea before I even come talk to the client and I'll be like I have this really cool idea for you if you're thinking about something like this and. Nine times out of ten, they're like, I had an idea about this, but I didn't know how to bring it up. And I'm like, and I'll be like, well, uh, I got something for you. <laughs> mm-hmm. I love that. So how did you um, overcome the fear of failure? You know, a lot of people are afraid to mess around with things on their computer because they're afraid they're going to mess it up. Or they're afraid to try new things. You have none of that fear. How did you overcome that? There's a really big secret that, uh, it's not really a secret, but it's uh, it's a known unknown, <laughs> if that makes any sense, um, that if you fail, it's okay. Like, it's okay if you fail. It's okay if you break something. It's okay that if something goes wrong, it's okay. It's not the end of the world. You can recover. You can bounce back from it. Say if you, so say you break, like, a file on your computer. Say you break your computer. It's not gone. It's not. Don't worry. It's not gone unless something catastrophic happens, like you catch it on fire. Even with that, you could still go back through and recreate what you've done already. It's not you, – you've already done it once. You could do it again. You, you you nailed it the first time. The second time, just, you know, it will be better. And so even if you fall down, it doesn't matter. It's okay. It's okay to fail. It's okay to make mistakes. It's okay. And – Everyone makes those mistakes. Everybody does. And when you learn that, and the thing is, not everyone learns it right away. When you do learn that it's okay to fail and okay to make mistakes, you're able to take the risk to fail and then succeed. It's okay. And all you have to know is there's people out there who care about you who will help you. And it could be your friends. It could be your family. It could be anyone. Even if you do fail at a personal level, they'll still be there to help pick you up and be like, oh, hey, it's okay. You're okay. Everything's going to work out. And it's okay. And so, yeah, failure is an option. I really uh, take a lot of encouragement from those words. It was a long time um, before I felt comfortable enough to fail um, and to know how to deal with that or to fail in public and let other people uh, see me fail. But I did find that in that, um, I it opened doors of opportunity to talk to people and to connect on a deeper level of other people who also felt like they were failures or who... Um, 
had messed something important up and they didn't know if they could recover. And so to be able to walk with them in the midst of a failure uh, was very rewarding to me and, uh, and was, and was also useful to me when other people gave me that same gift. So um, yeah, I love that. And it's one of the things that I like about you so much is that you do take good risks with our, not stupid risks. I mean, calculated, experimental, playful, creative risks. Um, And you've really helped me lighten up in that area too. So if we, uh, you know, don't launch exactly the way we expected to, you found wonderful ways to rescue the blog, the artwork, the, you know, the audio, whatever. And we've had some crazy audio where you've had to stay up all night fixing things and you've just done (laughs) masterful work. Um, And, you know, and and regardless of where the failure was, technical error, operator error, you know, um, you've, you've, uh, because you're not afraid to fail, you kept trying and trying until you had success. And that's just been such an encouragement to me. Yeah. And like with failure, there's, there's controlled failure. So that's (laughs) one thing I do want to point out. There's controlled failure. So when you do fail, it's a controlled fall. (laughs) So just know if you do fail in life, and this is for anyone who's listening or anyone who will be listening. If you do fail, it's okay. You could pick yourself back up, brush yourself off and get back at it. And the thing about failing is every master of something has failed a million times at whatever they're trying to do. And so take that to heart. Be like, if, if I fall down, it's okay. It's okay. So I can get back up. I can get onto it. I keep going because that's what helps you become the person you are going to become. It doesn't matter how old you are. You can be 90 and still be dealing with this and figure out who you are. That's, that's the cool part. Life. And I think that's so significant, too. And sometimes there are failures that truly you can't recover. You know, you've lost it all. Your house burns down. You, you've you lost your health, whatever. Um, but when you have this attitude that you can recover, sometimes coming out the other side of that catastrophe, that disaster, uh, makes us stronger, makes us better people. It allows us to step back and look at ourselves. I think the pandemic was one of those things. It yeah. felt like a total failure of government, of politics, of healthcare, of all the stuff mm-hmm. that we were leaning so heavy on. Um, but I think that through this, we're going to find better ways and we're going to find uh, deeper relationships and we've learned something about ourselves uh, that will make us better people going forward. Uh, I, I know a handful of people who, you know, lost their jobs and everything else. And they took the opportunity to work on themselves, which wasn't a thing working, you know, 60 hours a week, six days, a, uh, 60 hours up to six days a week. They didn't have personal time to even figure out who they wanted to be. And they took the time from you know being laid off and with COVID to figure out you know what and who and how they want to act and who they want to be. And I think it was a very nice blessing in disguise, yeah, blessing in disguise of you know a virus that a lot of people got the opportunity to figure out what and who and how they want to act and who they want to be later in life and got got the got the opportunity because not everyone gets the opportunity. Absolutely agree. So let's uh, take a break right now and we'll be back in just a few minutes. Jim talked about how caring enough to fix a problem led to bigger and better things. How helping someone is delightful, fulfilling, and full of reward. Would you take a moment and help us by leaving a rating and review of our show? Or perhaps you know someone who would be encouraged and inspired by Jim's story. Would you take a moment to share this podcast with them? 
Or maybe you just want to help yourself to our fun conversations on Facebook or be the person in your circle of friends who is the first to hear the podcast each week. If that's the case, join the Now I See group on Facebook or sign up for our weekly newsletter at nis.media. When we return, you'll hear a surprising conclusion to Jim's story, how the joy of fixing broken things led him to a deep satisfaction that comes from fixing the broken places in his own life and reaching out to others who are hurting and broken too. You won't want to miss this, so stay tuned. So before we took a break, Jim and I were talking about successes and failures and how they help make us grow. So Jim, I want to ask you, how, um, how is the work that you're doing, how does the headset come to be? Headset came to be, um, honestly, because of COVID. <laughs> uh, COVID, uh, COVID gave me the opportunity to uh, sit down for a minute and figure out what I want to do next. My last job actually had me traveling a lot, like a lot of travel. I was gone... 23, 24 days a month minimum. And so I was always gone. So I never had time to stop and think about what I want to do next. And COVID hit and my job was like, oh, hey, we're not traveling anymore because, you know, COVID. And I was like, okay, cool. So I'm going to take a minute to figure out what I want to do. And I realized that podcasts are really interesting for me and the audio engineering behind it's, you know, fun, fun for me. Not everyone else, but it's fun for me. And then I, I, I start, you know, playing around with audio files and messing around. And Kit over, uh, Kit was like, "Hey, I have an idea. I want to work on a podcast." And I was like, "Hmm, I've been working on audio files. Let's kind of collaborate just a little bit and kind of get you started." And then I start working on websites and a few other things. I've worked on websites before, but I never had time to sit down and figure it all out. And COVID made that possible where I got to sit down and figure it all out. And I know it's the beginning of a run on sentence, but, and then, <laughs> and then I started to make it my own company and do, because I, I realized more people were in the same position as kid is where, you know, there is a want to do something, but a, a lack of know how, how to do it. And so I was sitting there going, I could do this. I can help figure out the next steps. And then my partner got involved with it and we were both in, like we both decided that our, our once were to create a company to help people get their, uh, get their content, get what they want out to the world. And so that's kind of how we got started. And I love it that for both of you, this is a passion project. Your partner is an artist. And so creating logos and designs and coming up with the artwork for uh, our websites, for uh, the blogs that we do each week, for our Facebook and uh, Twitter pages has just been so useful. That's just the uh, She gift. has nailed those logos. Oh, Absolutely. my Absolutely. They're fabulous. Um, and, Every uh, logo. So if you hit up our site, our site has all the logos and everything we've worked on with the HR network. And every one of those logos, she made those logos. And they are, except for Dawn Rises, she didn't make that one. But all the rest of them she made. And they are just fantastic. I love them. 
Yep, all original artwork. And it's just so much fun watching her get in her lane and just run in it. It's really been uh, fun oh, to watch Oh, she her is a track way. star in that lane. Oh, my yeah, goodness. Absolutely. As you are I, in your sound. So uh, let's talk a little bit about uh, some of the uh, technical aspects of it. So uh, you you built your own studio. You When we first started this, you guys were in a shared office. It was noisy. It was oh. crowded. Um, and you, crowded. you knew that this headset radio was going someplace. And so you branched out a little. Tell us about your, the creation of your studio and what you're doing there. So my my studio, uh, since we started the company and everything else, uh, it's very basic, but it's very technically set up. So, you know, I, I do all the audio engineering and everything for all my clients who want to do podcasts. And then on top of that, I do all the, the back end website creation, design, setting up and doing it all on the back end for my clients. So same with now I see, you know, I do all the back end stuff. So I set the website up. Uh, whenever there's a blog post, I go through and I edit that blog post. So it makes it look a little nicer and sets up formatting correctly. Researches and all my links, makes everything. Pretty. All the links. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all the links. But physically, my studio is essentially my man cave. And it's great. I have my audio equipment in here. I have all my computer equipment in here. I get all my, you know, figurines. <laughs> action figures they're not dolls <laughs> all my knickknacks and everything else i got all my stuff I, I i enjoy and i i've claimed my office i love my office i love the 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 place i've set up for me to think about things and do my work and have all my fun stuff like mechanical keyboards i love mechanical keyboards but i can't use them in my office they make too much sound so i have a wall of them they're sitting there looking pretty uh, same thing with, I, I have multiple sets of headphones, like really fancy looking headphones. They're all sitting up on my wall that I can pick and pull whichever one I need to, but they're a great display item too. They look great. And so I've set up a work environment for myself that I feel comfortable working in. And I recommend everyone to kind of do that for themselves. I, I know if you work in a cubicle, you can't really do that. If you work in an open office space, you really can't. But when you're home, you're doing your personal projects, like anything you want to do personally. And I know that I do know that some people who get home don't want to deal with anything because you're so worn out from your work. And I, I get that. I truly do. But whenever you want to make something for yourself and you want to create something for yourself, I do recommend kind of following suit with what I have done and what other people have done besides for me, make a space for you that makes you happy and lets you be you. It doesn't matter what you like. Do what you like and make it part of your work experience. Because when you do that, you won't ever be mad at your job. Because you can be frustrated, but you can look up and see something that you know brings you joy. And you're like, oh, okay. I got this. I know what I'm doing. Hold on. And then you can just get right back into it and keep going. And it, it's, I recommend it. <laughs> Well, I've stood in your studio and I've said to myself, how great is this? You know, because you, you do work from home. Um, and uh, how lucky are you to be able to do something that you really enjoy, something that you've built with your own hands and your own creativity and your ingenuity um, as you've experimented and found the best kind of equipment. And I've watched you as you on your miles of screens um, with so many tabs open, how you keep those all straight. I don't even know. But um, as you're as you're doing research and 
and you're listening to other people's recommendations and you're making recommendations of your own. It's just so much fun to see how connected you are and how much fun you're having. When you're when I'm watching you working, I'm watching you play. And for me, that's a real joy. And I'm so glad that you derive as much pleasure from helping me and the podcast as you do. Just, you know, helping others and doing what you love to do. It That makes me so happy. I, I will say one thing. From working from home, my gas mileage has gotten so good. It's great. Yes, it is. <laughs> Considering I your get, previous job is traveling. Month, <laughs> I, I get a whole month of one tank. It's fantastic. <laughs> Absolutely. How many miles were you doing a month before? Oh, my goodness. Um, in a month, it was close to five to 6,000 miles in a month. Easy. Hi, that's just Easy. a wacky doodle. Life. <laughs> yeah, um, like I remember a there was now. one trip. <laughs> There's that one trip to West Virginia that I had. I brought the rental car back with plus 5,000 miles on it. And the dude was just like, how did he do this in two weeks? And I was like, it's complicated. <laughs> And now your longest uh, your longest commute is from one room to another. It's good to be you, oh, right? Oh my goodness! Like, oh hey, I'm gonna go to the other office. Where's that down the hall? Well, one of the things that I love too uh, that happens in your studio it is a room that inspires you. Like you said, uh, build something that you love that you'll always uh, be happy and that you'll feel creative in, and you clearly feel creative in there. Um, and you're always working on new things. What are some of the new things you're working on? Uh, right now, actually, uh, I'm working on a fairly large RPG. Uh, I have a client coming through who wants a online-based RPG, uh, role-playing game, that's not D&D or anything like that. It's their own creation, but they don't know how to make it accessible to other people. So my they want to come in, and they're asking for opinions and kind of how to set it up for them. And so I'm kind of working on that. It's using a lot of Excel docs and Google Docs or Google Sheets and cross-referencing themselves. And I'm uh, I'm I'm not doing it yet, but I'm I have the the bones for it basically at this point. One of the other things I'm working on is uh, we have a new client coming on who wants to do big talking sessions, uh, where they'll go around and do big speeches and stuff like that. And they also have a podcast. But the biggest thing they want to do is get people in a room that's their biggest thing they want to do and so we're working towards figuring out how to make that happen in a post-covid world so beforehand it was a lot simpler you could just do events no no problems done now there's everything else under the sun you got to kind of keep in mind so there's people who are vaccinated people who aren't vaccinated there's people who have vaccine mandates people who don't have vaccine mandates and there's just a lot of stuff you got to juggle. And so doing a lot of research and figuring out what the right move will be for the future and kind of doing some floating ideas and working with them about where they stand and what they want to see out of it. So that's another big one. And then my last big project I'm working on right now is uh, working on getting a website set up for a nonprofit. And so, and those are you know pretty straightforward but they they're trying to include a bunch of different elements and stuff inside the website that aren't normally there in normal websites. So like uh, contact information that doesn't just give you a phone number, but you can click on it and it will do like a FaceTime call because some of the people they're working with are disabled. So it's harder for them to do that. So something like that. And so it's a work in progress for them. And so that's my next, that's the two, three big next projects right now that I'm currently working on, but I have a few more in the pipeline next 
couple months. So like around December, I'll have even more. But that's December. Right now, it's October. And so I got to do what's in front of me right now. While thinking about stuff in the future, be like, ah, I'm thinking about things. <laughs> well, I love how the vision has continued to grow. In the beginning, it was just uh, podcasts and web design. But now you've added gaming and uh, group meetings and so many other things. It's, it's very exciting how this business is growing. Um, so if people want to get in touch with you for any of these things or maybe technical uh, questions about other things, clearly you're not afraid of trying new things. How can people get in touch with you? I'm not afraid to talk to you for an hour on about stuff you're interested in too. So heads up, if you're interested in something, uh, you can hit me up and say hi. Uh, my direct email is jim at headsetradio.com. That's my direct work email. You can get in touch with me there uh, if you want to. Uh, from there, though, if you want to have a contact page as well, if you want to get in contact with us, um, headsetradio.com slash contact us. You'll see it if you go to the website. We've got the whole Halloween spooky stuff going on right now. It's great. And um, we have phone numbers and stuff. That's all listed on the website. I'll put them in the blog because, you know, that's what I'm going to do. <laughs> and <laughs> I'll take care of that. And uh, from there, you know, we, we do, oh, we have a whole list of stuff we do. And if you need technical help, if you need help getting your passion project off the ground, get in contact with us. That's what we like doing is we like getting your passion project off the ground, like getting, getting it out there because not everyone knows how to do that. And that's the hardest part is getting, out there and getting yourself started. So even if you have a question, hit us up, say hi, be like, Hey, I have a question about, you know, what, what would you recommend me doing for, say you have, I have an idea. Uh, I have someone who just recently came and talked to us about start, wanting to start up a food company, like selling their food on, uh, via Facebook and stuff. And so I, I went out my way and uh, I looked at what the, because we live in Texas. I was like, well, there's requirements in Texas for you to have like a nutrition sheet, like a, a simple nutrition sheet, uh, what ingredient list is, and uh, a couple of the like little things like a food handle license and what those steps would be. And I kind of explained it to him like, these are the steps you need to take. And they're not my client. They're not. They, they're like, okay, cool. That works for me. I just, I was curious about how to do it. I'm like, yeah, that's how you do it. And so if they want to, they can come back and be my client. I can set their website up, do the Facebook stuff, do everything else in the back end. But that's that's what I like doing. It's like learning new things. So if you have any questions, feel free. Uh, Jim at Headset Radio or contact at Headset Radio. Uh, or just hit the website, headsetradio.com. And you can get in touch with us that way. And uh, I'll have a, I have a WhatsApp and a, a, a business line you can message or call. And I'll put that all in the website or all in the blog. Well, as we close out our show today, I'm wondering if there's anything you'd like to our listeners to see more clearly as a result of our conversation. You know, we've talked about curiosity. We've talked about success and failure. We've talked about getting started and starting over. Uh, any advice? I have one very key advice, uh, one very key piece of advice for anyone who needs it. It's okay. It's okay to fail. It's okay to fall. It's okay not to be okay. It's okay. Like it's, it's fine. If you're having issues, reach out. If you think a friend's having issues, reach out, say hi. If not everyone's going to be open about what's happening in their life, not everyone's going to even, even talk about it. If you have an inkling that someone's having an issue, reach out, say hi. Um, there's, there's so many resources out there for people who need help. And failure is an issue that you have to learn to deal with yourself. And, you know, 
and that's okay. But depression is something that comes along with it too. So some people might fail and become depressed about it, and they're not going to tell you they're depressed. And the only way that you can figure it out is you know reach out, say hi, and see how they're doing. If you got a friend you think's having an issue, reach out, say hi, because that's something not everyone thinks about doing. And I know that you might not think about it, but they're thinking about you. Thank you so much. You know, when I first started this podcast, it wasn't okay. I, di- I didn't know how to get it off the ground. And you were there and offered some great suggestions. And then you stepped up and helped. And I would agree with you that if people will reach out for help, they will find it. So thank you so much. And thank you for being such a good helper to me and to our friends at Now I See. Thanks, listeners. And we'll see you again next week. Can you think of someone who would enjoy our show today? If so, please share it with them. You can help others find us too by liking, subscribing, rating, and reviewing. Visit today's show notes for show highlights, links to recommended resources, including our own, nis.media. I'd love to hear what you have to say, so drop me a line at Kit McCarty NIS on Facebook or at kit at nis.media. And if you'd like to hear more from me, sign up for my periodic newsletter when you're on my site. Special thanks to the production team at Headset Radio and to my friend Becky Salazar for the bumper music. I'm your host, Kit McCarty. See you again soon.